By now, you've probably heard people say over and over again, oh, everyone should have a podcast. Or sometimes people even say everyone has a podcast already. And while it seems like they do, where you are in the life of your business is largely the biggest determining factor on whether the podcast you build can be monetized or is not yet ready for monetization. I'm going to share all the secrets and break it down for you on this episode. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler. Thank you for joining me today. I have been so immersed in some new stuff that I'm doing with my mastermind group and some uh, testing and just some really cool things that are going on in the business world right now. And so every time I learn something new, I run to implement it. And I'm going to be so excited in the coming months to share with you some of the things that are changing and some of the things that I can actually give you results on to show you uh, what we've done. But that's all in the very beginning stages, right? now. But one of the things that a few weeks ago, I had the opportunity in our um, mastermind, we had like an all day virtual seminar, and it was to replace one of the in person events that we were supposed to have. And it really packed in so much value that honestly, I'm still digesting it. And I don't know if you do that whenever you get new uh, content or exposed to new ideas or you get new frameworks or anything like that. But sometimes it, you know, it's so overwhelming that I'm not ready for them. And other times it's like it hits at the right time and I'm in the right space and my business is at the right place. And it just sort of all makes sense to me. So one of the things that I had broken down for me the other day, it was a presentation that I listened to from Myron Golden. If you don't know him, he is probably one of the best sales trainers in the world. And he just really makes sense about so much of our fears about selling and how we've been lied to about money our whole lives. Um, you know, I it's funny because even if you if you extrapolate and kind of, you know, zoom out a little bit further than just money, you begin looking at our educational system and how, you know, back in the day, our educational system was set up to help us learn so that we could then go out and be good employees and so that we could fill the factory jobs and this whole new industrial age that was coming. And we needed people to be able to work and we needed all these um worker bees in our economy. And that largely drove our economy for years and years and years. Well, there's been a big shift. And even after, I think it was the, uh, you know, the No Child Left Behind Act in the schools, that essentially, you know, the goals of every school was for every child to be going to college. And to be honest, every 
you know, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. Number one, every child is not necessarily going to benefit from going to college. Um, number two, now that I know more as an entrepreneur, <laughs> I feel like you can be more equipped going out and doing your own thing with the right instruction and frameworks and mentors than you can going to school for four years and acquiring thousands or even hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt and crippling yourself for the first 20 years of your working life only to be given jobs that were uh, our entry level and were designed to be taken from people or given to people that were coming out of high school with not much um, skills and trades and that sort of thing. So it's a a shift that we're seeing in our economy. And it was so funny because whenever Myron Golden explained, you know, all of this, uh, the framework that I'm going to talk to you about this morning, it made sense because it's very much there's an evolution that we go through as business owners and as uh, a podcaster, it very much mirrors some of the the uh, phases of this evolution. So um, the thing I wanted to share with you today is, is this is Myron Golden's four levels of value. And what it's talking about is the levels of value that you provide to a business or to your business. And these four also come with sort of income ranges and some, some descriptions I'm going to give you. So really, when I talk about these today, I want you to really look at where you fit in. Where are you on this value ladder of what services and what value you're providing to your business and to your customers? And whenever you look at that, what I also want you to do is a little bit of self-analysis and figure out what it would take to get you to that next level. Level one the word we're going to use is we're going to use the word implementation. So in other words, it's where you probably are doing almost everything for your business. You are the chief person that takes care of all the tasks. You perform all the work. You probably are making the lowest pay of anyone in business because you're not able to scale it. Your income is only capped because you only have a certain amount of hours in the day and so many tasks that you can perform. Now, I remember for me, when I first started my podcast production company, this phase of business, I could see, I could take about 10 clients on full time if I was doing everything for them. But I was working gosh, probably a hundred plus hours a week. And I was also not confident in my skills or the value that I could bring to the table. And so I was also undercharging. So combine that overworking, me doing everything, undercharging, and what you have is sort of a recipe for disaster. In other words, I didn't charge enough to be able to hire other people. My income was capped at how many more hours a week could I work or was I willing to work? I'd already given up almost every other thing in my life. I was just working, 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 working and making a minimal amount of money. And so most of the time, you're probably looking at probably salary ranges or total take home pay ranges in this level of probably about thirty to $50,000 a year. And that's 
that's a decent living for some people. And that's okay. It's not the entrepreneurial level or the business level owner of a business level amount of revenue and dollars you want to earn. But at the same time, it is sort of a necessary implement phase that this in this implementation phase is sort of a necessary phase, especially if you're bootstrapping things. And that's where um, you have to be really, really careful to know what you need to charge to be able to hire out and to bring on other people in order to perform the task if you ever want to get out of the implementation phase. Otherwise, you are stuck and you are like that hamster on the wheel that just keeps running and running and running and running and you never get ahead because you're always just going from day to day. You can't do any strategic planning for your business because you're all booked up with client work. You're implementing every phase of your client work and you can't do anything else besides meet the needs of your clients and hope they pay you for the work that you're doing. That's level one. That's the lowest level on the scale. Now, level two, I'm going to call it the management phase. Oh, let me also mention in level one, the skill that you're using every single day in this phase this is the muscles. You're the muscle behind the business. Many times it is physically a use of your muscles. If you were an owner of a local business or a restaurant or whatever, you would be the one that would take be taking the toll physically in your body almost every day because you're doing most of the work. Level two, the management phase. This is whenever you begin to oversee the tasks that your implementers performing. Now, you also probably have your own additional tasks, but still all of your focus and all of your energy for the work that you're doing is actually still tied to those tasks. So it's higher paying than the implementer. You're probably looking at people that make maybe from $50,000 to $80,000 a year. And you're still capped by the amount of customers that you and your implementer together can service in any given time. Now, the skills that you're using in this phase are your management skills. And this is also where if you're trying to run a business and you try to take an implementer put them in the management roles, but don't equip them with management skills, you might find that you've got a little bit of a mismatch there. Most entrepreneurs they're going to have these management skills. Sometimes they need some help with the organizational skills, but the management skills, most of the time they're going to have that natural drive to do more, to take on more and that sort of thing. It's probably going to make them decent at management, but they're not going to be happy just sitting there. They want more, so they're going to keep pushing. Now, this management phase is where most of the time, uh, a lot of people get stuck in their jobs. They're managing projects, they're overseeing people, they might have big staffs or whatever, but it's keeping them content enough with their life that they don't want to walk away from it and do other things because there's too much risk associated with it whenever they knock out the safety net of that management role underneath it. Now, level three is communication. And this is where as an expert in your niche or someone who is been in your niche as an implementer and a manager, you now have a certain level of expertise. And this is where you begin communicating your expertise to followers. 
Now, this skill that you are required to use in this phase, it's your mouth. And this is part, this is partly why this fits so well into podcasting, because this is also the phase many business owners get to when they decide they're ready to take on a podcast because they're ready to build a platform larger than just their clients and their businesses in order to communicate really well with their audience and build that platform. Now, communicators are probably going to be the six figure plus earners. They're probably making anywhere from 80 to 120 or $30,000 a year. This is the value stage where you can really begin to get paid for your value. And it's so funny because the more you go up this value ladder, the more money you make. And in many times, the higher the because you're having higher value task, the less it may seem that you actually physically work. At this phase, there might be a significant portion of your time that is just spent on strategic thinking. There might be a significant amount of your time that is spent doing research or doing some other things that don't really look like work to a lot of people that are still using their muscle or their management skills. So communication is really that phase where you begin to take the mantle of what you've learned in your experience and you begin to use those skills of forming frameworks and other things to communicate and show people how to succeed. Now, level four um, I'm using different words than Myron, Myron used for these four phases um, because it's easier for me to remember. But this level four is the vision phase. So in other words, I think he uses the word imagination, but it's where you use your mind and you use your money. You're not using only just your mouth. You're not only using just your management skills and you're not only using your muscles, but you're using essentially your mind in order to make more money than you would in all the other phases. These are the people that really have unlimited potential because they can always find new ways to serve their audience. They're thinking, they're visionary, they're out there um, really looking at strategic ways that they can help their customers, help their clients. Not just that, but they can bring in more clients to their ecosystem, they can sort of build out the top of their funnel, so to speak. And it's also where, as a communicator, they essentially gain mastery. They have achieved the level of mastery, let me say that. And mastery, it's its really just where you can execute something without effort. Have you ever been to a... I don't know, maybe you go to a, a meeting or something or you're going to an event and uh, somebody realizes that there's somebody that's in the audience that has a skill set. Maybe it's a singer. Maybe it's an instrument player or whatever. And they weren't planning on being there. They didn't know they were going to be there. They're not on the official agenda or anything. But all of a sudden they get called out. Come up on stage. Come up on stage, show us, play for us, you know, sing for us, whatever it is. That's because they have achieved a level of mastery with their skill that it essentially requires no effort. 
uh, a lot of times preachers are like this. <laughs> they can they have preached so much and they have such a deep archive of content that really at any given time they could be called upon to preach and they could deliver a probably a fairly cohesive sermon. That is whenever you are seeing mastery displayed. And that's where we all want to get. Now, here's the thing. In order to achieve mastery, you can't have your time filled up with the implementation phase. In order to achieve mastery, you can't be the one doing all the management phase. Now, let me just, first of all, relate this back to podcasting, because in the evolution of a successful podcast, what I have found is the people that are most successful are the people that come to me in level three this communication phase, they're looking now because see, here's the thing, the valuable thing that they've already learned. They've already learned that they need other people to implement. So they're not the ones trying to figure out and learn how to edit their own podcast. They're not the ones trying to learn how to submit their own RSS feed to all the distribution points. They're not the ones learning how to do, you know, these little tasks, because they know that their time is more valuable than that. They hire people to do that, right? They hire, they find a who to accomplish their how, right? So these people, the reason they come to me and they're not trying to do it all on their own is because they've already learned that implementation is not the phase they want to be in. Now, many times, They'll get help for things beyond their skill set, but they might still function in that management role. And that limits them a little bit because if you're so focused on the management role, you cannot begin to ascend to the communicator and the visionary role and truly embrace it. And what happens is you spend so much time managing all the aspects of your podcast, but you're not able to create those things that are going to feed your audience. And this is exactly why companies like mine have been able to be successful is because a certain amount of people already understand that if I am the implementer, I am losing money because I'm not getting paid for my vision and I'm not getting paid for my communication. And that's costing me. And that's what I want you to see here, too. You have the ability to get any help you need. And, and the thing is, think about it like this. Even if you wanted to know and understand, not even gain mastery of every task associated with making a successful podcast and earning money and making it a revenue generator. It would take you years. I saw a presentation yesterday and it laid out how long it takes people to master running Facebook ads or building landing pages or uh, being becoming a good interviewer. And it might take people, you know, five months or 10 months or whatever, however many months of experience. And the presenter went through and added all of those together and said, you think you're saving money because you're not hiring out people that already have these skills. But what you're costing yourself is time. And while it might cost you $12,000 to hire people to do all this stuff for you, if you tried to do it yourself, it would take you more than seven years in order to add all these times together that you're going to learn. And the thing is that seven years is still in many of those functions only going to put you at the beginning level. It's not going to get you mastery. It's not going to get you mastery level at anything. And so if you think, oh, I'm not going to pay 
$12,000 this year to have these services done. Would you be willing to work for seven years before you had a podcast that was able to make money for you? It doesn't make sense. Like the cost of missed opportunity there is so huge that that $12,000 is such a small price to pay to get things ramped up and going. And so that's what that's what I want you to see. And I, what, what I want you to understand is that there are a lot of tasks that go along with a podcast, with creating content, with monetizing it, with doing all of those things. And the more you try to take on yourself, the further it's going to push you back from your goals. If you want to be functioning at that visionary and that level where you're sharing your vision and you're creating visions for your clients and your followers, then you've got to let all those people underneath you take on the role of the manager and the implementer and those sorts of things. And so that's whenever with a podcast, you have to understand that there are roles that are going to be within your wheelhouse. There are roles that only you can do. Networking and creating relationships, that's you. Creating content because you're the content expert, expert, that's your expertise, that's you. No one else can do that. But you know what? A lot of people can post your stuff to social media. A lot of people can create graphic images for you. A lot of people can edit your podcasts. A lot of people can write show notes. And when you doom yourself to think that everything has to go through you and everything has to be uh, sort of micromanaged by you, then what happens is you put yourself in that role of a manager and you're going to limit the ability of your podcast to make money. Because not only are you the implementer sometimes and the manager, but you're failing to have time or bandwidth or even after this drive and passion to ascend to the communication and the vision areas. And I know in my experience as a business owner, I can remember when I was first trying to take on clients. In fact, I was doing an interview on a show that with a client that has been a client. It was actually my fifth client that I ever got whenever I started my business. And I was talking to him the other day, and it was just funny. We're talking about, you know, more than five years now together that he's been a client. And he's like, I didn't realize I was your fifth client. I'm like, yeah, you were. And, you know, several of the ones that are the very initial clients that I got, I'm still their clients still today. So that's, you know, I was building relationships and I was doing what I needed to do, but I was also the implementer until I had to grow out of that phase because I was bootstrapping. I didn't have a big wad of money to invest and start paying people and that sort of thing. But the more you have that, the more runway you give yourself. The more help you can hire, the faster you can achieve your goals. And so for me, in that phase of the implementation, I just kept thinking, oh, if I could only get more clients, if I could only get more clients, if I could only get more clients, that would be awesome. So I was looking for clients because I was the implementer and they pay me for implementing. Then eventually I got more clients than I could manage. So I had to get another implementer and I had to become the manager. But you know what? That still limited my business because I was the biggest bottleneck. I couldn't do anything strategic. I couldn't work on my marketing plans. I couldn't work on anything because I was the manager of all the implementation. And bottom line is the buck stopped with me no matter what. And if there was ever a breakdown in any other parts of the <laughs> implementation phase, guess who it fell back on? It fell back up on me to make up the gap. 
it wasn't until, and I think we all reached this phase in our evolution, that I decided, and even now, the work that I take on and the people that we work with, I want to work with them at a higher level. You know why? Because they're going to be paying me for the vision and they're going to be paying me for my mind. And I'm going to use my money and I'm going to use my mind to go out and create things and put them out into the world. And that's where I want you to be, too. And that's what you can do with a podcast. You can use people to do the management and the implementation. You don't have to take it all on yourself. You'll never learn all the skills. There's a ton of skills associated with just podcasting, and it doesn't even include marketing. And then it doesn't even include social media. It doesn't even include running ads. It doesn't include traffic. I mean, all of these things are just other skills you have to have. So there are a ton of things to do. I just want to encourage you, if you're sitting here and you're in the implementation phase and you're in the management phase, and I see it all the time with my peers, I'm in a lot of groups for podcast editors. I don't really consider myself a podcast editor. Can I edit my shows? Sure, I can. Can I edit your shows? Sure, I can. It's not the highest use of my time. So I have a team of editors that work for me that they get to do that because they love that and they have an expertise that is better than I could do editing shows. So when you're stuck in that phase, you've got to adjust. And I see so many people that they can't adjust because they're charging at the low end of the range because they're just desperate for clients because if they get a client, they can implement and then they can make some money. But you'll never build a business like that, just like you'll never build. I have not yet seen somebody build a successful podcast where they've done everything themselves. I haven't. And it's not that it can't happen, but most of the time people don't stick with it long enough. It's that whole seven years thing. Do you want to stick with something for seven years just to get to a point where you can actually have it ready to go or be good at it? No, most people don't. That's why pod fading happens. So my goal for you today is to, number one, identify what level of value are you in, in your business phase, and even in your podcast business phase. And realize that if you're stuck at implementation and stuck in the management phase, it's probably not going to do you a lot of good to start a podcast. Because when you start that podcast, you're not going to have the time you need to develop the strategic vision and to do all the communication that you need to do to your audience. But if you're in the third phase, the communication, or you're in the vision phase of your business, that is the perfect time for you to begin podcasting and begin building out a revenue stream that's going to support your business. It can be done. You know, the secret of any business, the secret of any business success is just, just really simple. Three steps. Find a market that's hot. Podcasting's a pretty hot market right now. I was already in it because I was in it as a, you know, passion. But find a market that's hot. Find out what they need and create it for them. That's all you got to do. Find a hot market, ask them what they need, and create it for them. Three steps. That's a framework. Hot market, find out what they need, give it to them. People do this all the time. People in real business do this all the time. People in uh, people, especially in the online world, people find a hot market. They begin buying up websites. They begin building out um, affiliate products. They begin doing all these kind of things. And these become valuable monetizable assets. Meanwhile, many of us podcasters sit here with no money coming in day after day, week after week, month after month, but we're providing tons of value. 
And there are easier ways to make money than to just continue to provide free content because that's not very lucrative, right? So figuring out where you are in this level of phase and what if you're not where you want to be to really build out and monetize your podcast, what can you do to ascend to that next phase? It might take some money. It might take you deciding, all right, I've got, you know, a thousand extra dollars a month I'm going to put into this so that I can get something out in the long haul. You guys, I hate to say it, but very little ever comes if you don't make an investment in it. It's true. It doesn't happen. I mean, either you're going to invest your time and it's going to suck up all your time and eat you alive, or you're going to invest your time and then you're going to burn out and it's going to go away. And the time you invested doesn't make sense anyway, because you just walked away from it. So do what you need to do to start on the right foot. Be at the right phase in your business where you can hire the implementers, where you can hire the managers, where you can hire those people or work out some kind of trade with them. There might be people that are coming out of college that are like, I can't get a job right now and I need some business experience, but I can't get business experience to get the job I need. So could they intern for you? Are there things that they could do to help build out their resume? I saw a very creative post in one of the podcasting groups this morning. It was a voiceover artist. And she's like, I need to build out my portfolio and I can't get jobs without a portfolio. So I am taking this many free clients and here's what I'll do for you. Here's the form to sign up. Well, that's a great way to build your portfolio. And now she has a portfolio. So now she can go out and get paying jobs. But it's that type of thing where you have to be creative to figure out how to get the help you need. But if you don't get the help and you get try to be the implementer, you try to be the manager, you're going to get stuck. Ascend to the communication and the vision phase. So and really the vision phase comes so much easier after you master that communication phase because you're always going to be ready to talk about it. I'm always ready to talk about podcast monetization. I'm always ready to talk about funnels because that's what I love. And it's not that I've mastered everything. It's not that I can tell you every single, you know, trick you need to do to get Facebook leads for a penny each and have, you know, $100,000 months every single month. But I'll tell you, I'm working toward mastery on all of these things. But the cool thing for people like me who are lifelong learners is that just when you think you've mastered something, something about the industry changes. So you're constantly learning. So it's feeding that need for never staying and, and be getting used to the status quo. So that's what it does to feed me. So where are you in those levels of value? What do you need to do to ascend to that next level? so that you can build out and monetize your podcast in such a way that it's going to create a revenue stream long after all the muscle work you've done and all the management skill work you've done. You want to get paid for your mind and you want to get paid for your mouth. And those are where where we, we can really optimize the podcast monetization part of this. So I hope this was a little bit helpful today to give you some framework. In our show notes, I'm going to have some uh, graphics and diagrams and that sort of thing and try to help you understand this. Also, if you'd like to talk more about podcast monetization, come on over to Podcast Monetization Secrets. It's a private Facebook group. Just search Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash podcast monetization secrets and uh, ask to join. We will let you in and uh, hopefully have a great conversation about anything relating to podcast monetization. So come join us over there. And until next time, have an awesome week. Thank you for joining us today. 
If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.